Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on Marth West. Tom, don't forget about the video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable V. Outdoorline.com with blogs, videos, podcasts, and so much more. Morning, Joey Pyburn. Morning. Matt Nelson behind the glass. March missed the memo. It's supposed to be in like a lion. Listen, I walked out the door this morning and I got spring all over myself. It was falling out of the sky and it was cold. You got you got sprung upon. Yes. Yeah, the the only, uh, the only uh, April Fool's joke you're going to get is a weather this morning from us. I, I mean... It's just it was thirty nine. I left my left my house, dude, and and honestly, it stepped outside and it, and it felt like it, it could snow, and it is on the pass. I mean, this system is is just absolutely hammering the passes. They're expecting upwards of two feet Which in our good. major mountain pass. Yeah, we, yeah, don't we, we need it? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. Hopefully. The reason these springers are not flooding into the lower <laughs> Columbia is because because of this cold kind of prolonged winter weather we're having but we were talking about her earlier and ugh, it's a little spooky where are these fish at yeah we're and i hate to you know we we kind of did a you know shade tree mechanic version of a, of a time of entry curve on a piece of paper here but you know we're looking at uh we're, we're looking at maybe 25 percent of the 10-year average over bonneville dam and they're talking about the columbia river springers right now it hasn't been grand on the lower end of the river we're talking to our dear friend eric lindy yesterday he says, you just watch. He says that the smelt were a little late coming in, too, and there was a, I believe it was a dip season in the Sandy this year. There yeah. wasn't one in the Cowlitz. So so he goes, look, you know, there, there was a bunch of bunch of pinnipeds in the river. Do, o- do you think this, the, the springers came in and they hit a wall of sea lions I and they, they hit turned a around yeah. and hauled and, butt right back out? But, it's, let's, let's, but let's, look, let's look what it isn't. It isn't the water conditions because it's cold enough and the, and the river's in decent shape. It really, you know, it's not the weather really holding them up. Although it's cold, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not effort because they're they're working. You know, there's enough guys, you know, on that lower river. Some of the, some of the best are down there, right? Yeah, now. and and so it's you know it, it's not not grand. Um, but but we'll see. You know, we're we're not we, we're not featuring any Columbia River Springer <laughs> interviews today, right? <laughs> but uh, but you're going to be you're heading down on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday yeah, afternoon Tuesday. after fish, uh, fish with Dave Lee and Kevin Gogan, our dear friend Mike Pitts, and a Cressy door, and yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be interesting. To see what I, I mean if if Dave Lee can't catch him on that lower end of that creek, then they are not there to be caught. No, just plain and simple. However, the other type of spring fish, spring steelhead were apparent in the first catch and release season that we've seen on the Skagit and Sock in a couple of years. And, and you got up there uh, with with our good friend Ray Gombiski of J.G. Murphy Company. Yeah, and Josh Hopp. Josh Hopp, yeah. So, yeah. so and, and, and you you got to watch some plug rods fold over on Sunday morning. We did. No, and, and uh, I love just rowing the boat and watching those <laughs> plug rods. It's like you, you get into like this weird – zone where yeah. you just get in tune with the boat and the river and the plug rods and they're just that perfect bounce and then just just watch them oh, yeah. bury and uh yeah i got i got to put a 
couple buddies on some fish. Um, a buddy of mine, Mike uh, Jennings, uh, his first steelhead ever uh, was pushing. I mean, it was at least eighteen mm. it, if it wasn't twenty. Just a beautiful fish. Bottom good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a great job. Um, yeah, and, and we just kind of, we had two boats, so we just kind of buddy fished, and you know we'd catch a fish and then slide out, and then just kind of hang out and watch. And Josh and Ray would go through catch fish, and and we had a great day, man. It was amazing, beautiful. Um, the river was really low. I mean, as bony as I've seen it. There were spots where uh, where you know Josh has big Ray. Ray's a big guy. Sure. Uh, in the in the front of his boat, and we're pushing down, and and you know it, yeah, he was yeah. having to push. It was oh, yeah. bouncing through there, and, and Ray comes floating back. And goes, I don't know why. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on here. We should have just floated right through there. It's called ballast. It's yes. called ballast, Ray. But no, it was, it was it was great. It was good to see everybody up there. Yeah. Um, and uh, things should go smoother now that we have this ten year plan. And for sure. You know, and and I got to talk directly about that. Um, with, uh, with, with, with Edward. WDFW, with Edward Eliezer this yeah. week at the North of Falcon 2 meeting, which we're going to cover a little bit later in the show. Um, it's the other, the other spring activity we need to talk about is spring turkey. Okay? Gobble, gobble. It's, it's turkey week at Vortex Optics. So head over to vortexoptics.com. Um, red dots on shotguns are, are definitely the deal. I, I got a couple of red dots these days and, and, and just... No, what an amazing sighting tool, dude! Oh, for I sure. I got one on that Volkortsen. I got one, you know. There, but but go go check out what they got got, got going on over there. Um, well, on the way in, it, I was listening to the Vor- Vortex Nation. Oh, that's right. Uh, podcast with they, a- and our buddy Mark Boardman is great on there. They also have a, a new film that they just did. They were in Nebraska. Uh, three gobblers at five steps. Go check it out on YouTube. It's killer. Um, and yeah, they do a great job there. And yes, we have uh, a bunch of kiddos out there right now. Spring turkey, probably sitting, in spring the, turkey, leaning against a tree, mm-hmm. shivering right now in the rain. We'll we'll do uh, we'll, we'll run down the show backwards. Our uh, our our big guest, our big 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 guest, Jason Brooks, of course, uh, prolific outdoor writer, writes for just a number of magazines. He's going to talk a little turkey at the seven twenty five segment. Um, and a little Chelan kokanee as well. Um, then two weeks from today, join us at Harbor Marine, the first annual North Sound Marine Expo, kind of uh, a, a spring seminar on steroids. We had a pretty popular spring seminar uh, going uh, at at Harbor Marine for a number of years now, and and uh, this is really going to be cool. It's not just fishing, it's not just crabbing, it's not just shrimp, uh, uh, lingcod fishing and halibut. But more of an overall, hey, listen, spring commissioning deal. We're going to talk zincs, talk electrical systems, talk some bottom painting and stuff like that to get you off to a productive and quick start. And uh, Lisa Killick, West Coast Resort, excuse me, Lisa Killick, Paragon Lodge, is going to join us too later in the show. But uh, I'm not kidding. I'm really excited about our next guest. Okay. So last sun, last Saturday, rather, we, we had uh, our, our good buddy Brad from Minn Kota. And uh, he was at the Bassmaster Classic with a with and, a whole bunch of folks. Yes, and and so Brad's gives us a good interview last week, and then we see that Jeff Gustafson, who's a Minn Kota, Gamakatsu, Shimano, Shimano Loomis, Loomis Pro, guy. right? Yep. And I go, dude, 
if Gustafson holds on to win this thing, you got to try to get it for us. Which man. He, and, he, and he held on the whole oh, way through. Wire to wire, man. First Canadian to ever yep. win the Bassmaster Classic. Just so cool. So happy to get this guy. So I'll tell you what, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break and coming right back at you. Give us 90 seconds, and we're going to be back with Jeff Gus, Gussie Gustafson, your 2023 Bassmaster Classic winner right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and 710 app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports app. Tom Nelson here with Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson behind the glass. And uh, so last Saturday, we have our dear friend, Brad Henry from, from Minkota Cannon. And we joked that you're not going to be selling a lot of downriggers down there at the Bassmaster Classic. And we look and Jeff Gussie Gustafson is in, in the, the lead. lead on the, and I go, dude. If somehow he holds on, you you got to get him for us for next week. Come on. And sure enough, man, wire to wire, the winner of this year's Bassmaster Classic, Jeff Gustafson. Welcome to the Outdoor Line, Jeff, and thank you for your time this morning. Morning, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It, it was wire to wire, but barely. <laughs> um, for anyone that was watching, you know, the first two days went about perfect and on day three, I, uh, you know, so like the highest pressure fishing day of my life, um, I only caught two fish. It, it got real hard, but um, squeaked it out. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the biggest biggest uh, title and highlight of my fishing career probably. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. You limited the first day with 18, 8. You limited the yep. second day, 17, 3. And then I turn on the tube on sunday on on fox where normally we watch football right <laughs> the final hours of the of championship sunday live coverage on fox were the most watched bassmaster telecast on any network a 32 percent increase over last year i just can't believe the popularity of this event but dude it was I, we sat there and watched you scratch dude a nail biter it, uh, it was you know and 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 i mean dude you cannot believe how hard we're pulling for you because i knew we had a chance to interview you the next <laughs> day if you did, you know i mean come on man we we know that 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 you your life has fundamentally changed since you do this has been a super busy week we understand yeah. that you know there's been a, just so many demands on your time but uh but i just put it in perspective for us man you just won the super bowl of fishing what's it feel like yeah, no, it still doesn't feel real, but it's been the most crazy week of my life. Like we drove home from Knoxville. I live in sort of central Canada, um, north of Minnesota. So uh, we got home uh, like real late Tuesday night. And then, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of interviews. And I'm actually at like a couple hours north of home right now. Um, and I'm about to have no cell service all day, but I'm <laughs> ice fishing for a couple days with some friends and just a little bit of a getaway. So it's kind of nice and this worked perfect to, to get on with you guys this morning. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to be out of cell service all day. It's going to be awesome. I but, bet. um, but like, yeah, just the, you know, it's cool. It's a good problem to have, I, I, you know, people wanted to hear from me this week and, um, you know, it's, it's cool, but yeah, it, it was a, it was such a fun event and, um, the best part, like Sunday night, it was, it was just cool to, I had quite a few friends and family that came down for the weekend. And then, you know, after the great start I had, my brother and more friends came like and got there in time for the final day weigh in. But, uh, but we had a really good party on Sunday night in Knoxville and they, everyone there treated us really well. And, uh, yeah, just top notch event all around. Uh, 
you know, hard to believe. Like we just all love bass fishing, but uh, yeah, we got, I, the, got the rock star treatment last yeah. week. That's for sure. That <laughs> <Bet laughs> you did, Jeff Gussie Gustafson, joining us this morning. Your 2023 Bassmaster Classic champion, three hundred thousand dollar event, just an absolute life changing event for you. We couldn't be happier for you. But in watching the coverage on Sunday, I'm watching a lot of guys hit docks. I'm watching a lot of guys, a lot of guys hit structure, and I'm watching you run that Mencota Altrex. And you are you're 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 away from everybody. At least you were the first couple of days before the word got out. And you're you're fishing kind of a drop off. You're not near shore. You're and is yeah, that no, I, so? How did you find I, that? How did you develop that game plan? And and how did how did that spot present itself? Make how did how did you become aware of it, Jeff? So we had a Bassmaster Elite Series tournament at the same venue in 2021, and I I was fortunate. I got on a good this good smallmouth program there and won that tournament. So I don't know what it is about the Tennessee River, but it's up my alley. And but anyway, I, I went back there this time knowing that um, this this deeper smallmouth thing existed, and if I could figure out how to you know catch limits of them, I'd have a really good chance to win. And, and I only had a few spots, like I didn't find a lot of places that had them, but uh, I did find a few, and they were really good. And then by the third day they were just getting hard to catch and it was getting really, it was warming up fast. And I think a lot of the fish were like wanting to start getting going toward moving towards the bank. Like I was catching them in 25, 30 feet of water. And I don't know that anyone else in the tournament caught a fish deeper than like 10 feet, you know, for them other than maybe one or two here and there. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, really for, I don't know if anyone, you know, for anyone that watched, um, Bassmaster was actually able to hook up the mega live on the front of my boat. And saw that. Show, like what I was looking at on my sonar while I was fishing. So that made it, cause like the way I was fishing wasn't the most exciting to watch. Uh, you know, it's a lot more fun watching somebody power fish down the bank and fish around docks and that sort of thing. But I was in open water fishing kind of deep, but yeah, really, um, couldn't have done what I did without the, the use of the electronics and, I know that's not everybody's favorite thing to hear, but you know, fishing against the comp- the guys that I do, um, you know, you got to sort of have every bit of technology that that's available to, or, you know, to be competitive. And uh, yeah, I, I I spend a lot of time, you know, playing with electronics, and I'm comfortable, and and that's sort of my happy place, getting to to use that stuff, and it worked out. Well, it was interesting to me because you know, you I know how these things go you were probably alone on that spot in day one. And then there was a, probably a couple boats on day two. But when the, when the cameras showed up on day three, dude, it was like half the fleet was surrounding you at that point. <laughs> is that fair? Is, is that Well, a, a lot of the people that were around me were actually spectators. Like, okay. there wasn't, I didn't get really bothered too much by other competitors, like um, on you know the main stuff that I wanted to fish, but there was just a lot of spectators gotcha. out there. And I think... But it's still, you know, a lot of sonar going off, sure. a lot of noise, and just I think that probably made it a little bit harder too. Um, but yeah, it was it was a stressful day because I knew <laughs> I had a pretty good lead, but I still had to catch some fish. Oh and, man! Um, I just like yeah, I just thought I was going to be a little short for sure. And well, and you, you caught the right two fish. You did. You absolutely yeah, did. Yeah, they were both good ones, and I yeah, thankfully it was sort of tough for everybody else as well, and. And we hung on. Well, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about your technique. You're using you're using a, a gamakatsu jig head and a soft plastic jerk bait to mimic dying smelt, and and you call that mopping, Mo- moping, moping, moping. moping. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that term came from uh, the late Ron Linder and, you know, uh, legendary communicator singler from, from Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of down south. They call it a Demiki rig. Uh, but basically, yeah, it's just putting a soft jerk shad on a jig head and, yeah, keeping it kind of above the fish. And just, in that case, it was, you know, where I live at, in Canada, we have a lot of smelt type of bait fish. Um, down there, it was all shad that just – same thing was happening, you know, just trying to imitate a wounded or dying shad. And yeah, it's just a natural bait and, and a great bait to use in conjunction with, with your sonar unit. So you can, you know, when those fish come and look at it, you got to give it a little quiver or a shake. And um, it's just kind of like a cat and mouse game to try and make them bite. Fundamentally changed the way people have, have approached this fishery. Yeah, with, for with sure. The, yeah. The, the new live uh, sonar. So uh, just... One just one, one one last question, man. I, I you know you're you're a G Loom Shimano pro. You you've worked with uh, you worked with Minkota for for a lot of years. Uh, yep. Just go ahead and uh, fire out some of your other sponsors, man. Who you, who do you have to thank? Yeah, well, like big one for me, Lund Boats. Like they've yep. supported my whole pro career, and um, I live in Lund country, sort of in in central Canada and northern you know Minnesota. Um, but yeah, those guys are awesome. They make really good aluminum boats. And, um, you know, been, been huge supporters for me, but yeah, uh, you guys are kind of out in G Loomis country. So I, um, I don't know if you guys knew Bruce Holt or not, for sure. Absolutely. He, uh, he actually had me out there and back in way back in 2010. And, um, I was, I was sort of at that point trying to make it as an outdoor writer and he had me out there to do some writing and then, you know, took me fishing and let me stay at his house. Uh, I think I was in a hotel for a day or two, and then he decided he liked me enough that I got to stay at his house. But, um, but yeah, he, we lost him last year. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, he yeah. was a great guy. For sure. For sure. So um, am I to understand that you basically used one rod and one technique and wire-to-wire the Bassmaster Classic? Yeah, man. And wow. two tournaments in a row, like the Elite Series in 21, like same rod and bait and everything wow. for that one, too. So, which is pretty uh, rare. You know, it just, it, it, it was a lot of things kind of just ended up kind of coming together, colliding and making it, and it worked out. But that's uh, like, that's like winning yeah. the, that's like winning the Masters with one golf club, dude. <laughs> it's just nobody does that, man. Come on. No. Well, Gussie, no. dude, congratulations. Cool. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It's funny because Gustafson, that's, that's my mother's maiden name, too. So, uh, oh, we, wow. we cool. you know, she had, obviously, and she was born, uh, she was born in British Columbia. So we, 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 we may have a common relative somewhere up north, buddy. But, uh, good luck bass fishing today. You deserve, or excuse me, good luck. Got ice fishing today. I yeah. uh, you, you deserve it. The diametric opposite of what you had going on last yep. weekend. Congratulations <laughs> on your Bassmaster Classic and only your fourth classic appearance. And uh, don't, don't be surprised. We reach out, try to get you on the radio one of these times again, buddy. But enjoy your time yeah, off. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Good luck. And and hey, like I said, man, do you ever want to come salmon halibut fishing? Where are your guys out in this neck of the woods, man? Let us know. Okay, let's make a plan someday. Uh, that sounds great. Thanks again for thank- having me. Uh, have a good day, guys. Gussie, thank Congrats, you so much, man. man. Good luck. Take care. Bye bye. All right, yeah, dude. Anytime you yeah. get the Bassmaster Classic, that's uh, and the great, winner. dude. Man. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, and and but again, I just go back to the fact that you've got every single bass boat competing, and and it's aluminum <laughs> boat too. 
You know, yeah. that's so cool. But every single boat competing in that. This is a Super Bowl of fishing, right? And each one of those boats has at least... Loaded down with rods. Two dozen rods. Oh, e- each of them set up for a different technique. And this guy went out there moping, moping smelt, essentially, yeah. and nailed it. And doing a vertical presentation, not unlike what we do for lingcod and halibut and rockfish, just in a smaller scale. It, you know, just to watch that happen and watch the coverage on Fox where they had his screen set well, up. Well, and no that, wonder it's so popular. Yeah. Like, you know, you can geek out. For sure. On your couch and watch these guys, and you're able to see what they see, see the fish, yeah. watch the gear, watch the bite. God bless Kathy, dude. She she sat there she for sat three hours. <laughs> and, and like, Look, but he's, he's only caught one fish. It's like, I don't care. He's in the lead. So, anyway. so, right. so cool. No doubt. Great Pop story. out of here for a quick break. Come right back at you the BOMAC Tech Line here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques and SMI Shellfish gear is simply the best. Bomac, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line, presented by Bomac here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Thanks again to uh, to Jeff Gussie Gustafson, our uh, 2023 Bassmaster Classic champion. Super good dude, man. Just, and I, uh, I, so I cool. love that he's, he's going to go check out no cell service. He's going ice fishing. To... <laughs> He's going to chop a hole. In <laughs> Classic. Anyways, what a good dude. Uh, join us two weeks from today for the first annual North Sound Marine Expo, where you're going to find uh, Bob Buchanan, among others, of, uh, of SMI BOMAC. Bob's going to jump in, do a segment with us next week, but uh, we'll do some hands-on shrimp pot rigging. We're less than a month now away from, well, a month away from, from uh, Puget Sound shrimping. And uh, I tell you what, man, that's a super popular fishery, just absolutely amazing eating critters, but it's it's technique intensive and, and line handling is a big part of that. And and Bob has addressed a lot of these things. So we're going to, we're going to set you up with a whole bunch of shortcuts and take you through everything soup to nuts, man. Bait rigging, you know, bait setup, mixing your bait, getting it right getting it in the right kind of chamber, setting up your pots, setting up your lines, setting up your floats. And you're talking four to 600-foot lines. That's a lot. And you can show up and have never shrimp before, and when you leave there, you you will will. be an expert because Bob has figured out all the little tricks. He's made it so simple. And, I mean, you're going to get a crack open the skull of Bob Buchanan and just take all that goodness he has and walk away with it. And it's going to make you – Yep. You're going to go out there and you're going to be successful. You are. You're, you're going to get the organization to get your presentation right. And uh, and just I tell you what, it's, it's going to make a huge difference. You, my dear friend, got to experience the Skagit and Sock. And your observation may have been that folks well, could have been a little rusty on their river etiquette, sure. perhaps. And look. There wasn't, here's, there wasn't fisticuffs or gunplay, but it not, was, it was discussed. It, was, it may have been discussed <laughs> in jest. Uh, so here's the thing. You know, we, we don't have a lot of options right now. So every fishery we have, the cowlets, there's up to 70 boats on a Saturday or a yeah. Sunday down there, okay? It's no joke, dude. So, it, you know, and then we get this fishery up on the Skagit, the Sock. Um, there's not a lot. Of other places we can go fish for steelhead, so we're gonna be in in a situation where we're gonna be around other anglers, whether they're bank anglers, uh, guys fishing gear from the bank, guys fishing fly, you know, fly fishing from the bank, and then a bunch of drift boats and, and jet sleds running around. So the the one thing that we can all just remember is 
we got to be courteous. For okay? sure. Yeah, dude. Um, when it comes nobody, to, nobody wants to get out there and have any kind of conflict. You don't. I mean, come on. Look, it can ruin your whole day. If you have a, a conflict with another angler, you're going to be thinking about that. It's, it's going to make your day not nearly as enjoyable. So let's just be courteous. My The way I do it is if there's a, per, if there's a guy in a piece of water and say he's halfway down, he's close to the tail out, and I'm coming into that piece of water, you got a bank angler, you got another boat in that piece of water, I, I will fish the top end of that, but I'm not going to get anywhere near that angler. I'm going to then ask them, do you want me to pass you on the deep side or would you like me to go behind you? Let them know you're going to get out of the piece of water. Let them, you know, right. start the conversation up. Hey, I'm For pulling sure. up my gear. I'm, I'm going to move on down. So if you want it, me to go this side or this side? And so if you're coming down and you see a boat, and, and especially if he's if he's plugging, okay, so he's going to have the boat set up right over the holding water, and you come down above him. That's that guy's hole, dude. That's okay? his hole. That's his hole. And and so you don't want to push on down by him and then put your gear in <laughs> below him. Below That's him. when you end up in fisticuffs. That bingo. Yes. That is not um, what you want to do. And and then also the bank anglers give those guys a wide berth, sure. man. You have a, if you're in a boat. You have a lot of river you can fish, and and those guys have their one piece of water. They got to go drive to another piece, hike in, uh, give them a wide berth. Just stay away from those bank guys, and then just be friendly, man. You know, ask guys how they're doing, wish them good luck, and just try to make it a good experience for everybody on the river that day. You know, um, like I said, we're all kind of pushed into these these certain areas. Um, I think we're losing our opportunity out on the peninsula. And uh, a lot of guy, those guys are going to be headed this direction. So it's going to get even more crowded. Um, and then just remember, man, with these wild steelhead, fight them, land them, take a pick, don't take them out of the water, and then release them. And we, we released uh, you know a, a few fish that day, and every one of them shot out of our hands like a rocket right <laughs> back out into the run. And, uh, yeah, barbless hooks, obviously. Right. So. And, and so what people need to realize, too, is salmon in the summertime, particularly in the Columbia River, aren't a great catch-and-release species. Puget Sound, that's one thing, because it's, it's, it's an aerobic challenge. You're giving them a workout when you play them, right? And so in a, in a wintertime cold river where, where this river is spilling over rocks and constantly imbuing oxygen in the water column – there's a also a temperature relationship between the dissolved oxygen retention in the water column. So colder water holds more oxygen. You're putting these fish right back in 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 like an oxygen tent as soon as you sure. throw them right back in the water. So so the mortality on these fish when you when you handle them correctly and you're not using a cheese grater net right mm-hmm. you know to to get them and you're keeping them in the water there you, you're not going to lose very many of them at all. No. So but no, but no, you no. owe it to that fish. Don't pull them up on the bank. Leave them in the water. Do your best, but uh, and, and I, I, I I watched a bank angler um, catch like just a a gorgeous like eighteen pound buck, and the guy did great. He got down in the yep, water. You got he it. netted that fish, and that's the other thing. Using a net is a is kind of a better way to land those fish quickly. If you're trying to land these big wild steelhead or even the small ones, they're just they're spunky. You're trying to land that without a net. You're gonna have to fight that fish a lot longer. So use a net. Get that fish in the net. The guy landed the fish. He didn't even do. He didn't even take a picture. He he kind of rolled it up over the edge of the net. I gotta see it. I was like, whoa, Ooh, dude! And yeah. then he just he let him go. So, so I don't care if you're on the bank or you're in the boat. And this is probably an obvious stupid point, but you gotta wear waders. 
right? You're mm-hmm. not going to, if you don't, you, you have to get in the water with these fish to, to treat them right. And, and again, and, and who doesn't want a picture of a big brawny Skagit steelhead, Scott Sox steelhead, whatever, but you got to get down in the water with them, yeah. right? And this is not the time to, to find out that you, you've got a leak in your waders, right? You know, you got to go just get in the drink with them, get in the drink with them and make sure you know what you're doing. And, 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 you know, that's, if you don't want to pack it's, and, it, it's our version of swimming with dolphins. It is. Yes. <laughs> like, you get in there with them yeah. and you, you know, you kind of, you kind of pull them up against you and, and get to check them out and get a look at them and, and then let them, let them go. Yeah. And, and we are getting a lot of, a lot of folks chiming in on the, on the etiquette deal too, you know. Um, river rules, bank anglers are number one, <laughs> trip boats number two, sleds can find water else. Well, well, that's 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 one interpretation. <laughs> well, but look, yeah, if you everybody if, is everybody is important equally. They are, like look, 100%. and I, I want everybody out there to have For sure. a good experience. And I want I want when this season's over, I don't want there to have been conflict yeah. all over the river because it just looks bad for for us anglers. So we're all going to get along, and, and we're gonna we're gonna work to get along, uh, and and we're gonna spread this throughout the fishing community, um, so that we we all get to enjoy the our day up there and, and experience these beautiful fish and amazing rivers. No question about it. So uh, on Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday we had uh, North of Falcon two at Linwood. And some proposals came out during this meeting, and the latest um, season changes came out as well. To find those on the website, it's a bit of a journey. So if you go to wdfw.wa.gov, you want to go to fishing, shell fishing. Then you want to scroll down to managing fish populations. Then hit the North of Falcon page. You're going to find the public meeting schedule and roll down then to the March 29 North of Falcon 2 statewide fishery proposals, specifically the 23-24 marine proposed regulation changes. There you're going to find basically what we discussed, you know, at that meeting, which is a, is a season structure really, really quite similar to what we had last year. Now, we did uh, receive yesterday from WDFW as, 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 as advisors some different model runs, which has the Canadian impacts, the Southeast Alaska impacts, and, and the rest of the, of, the, of the tribal impacts as well. So now that things are down in, in I want to say, Foster City, California, which is somewhere south of, uh, south of Frisco, um, all of our representatives are, are down there right now. And we're going to hear more this week, and and uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what comes out. I I I right now I'm not honestly holding out a lot of hope for an Area Seven wintertime opportunity, um, but I I think we have a really good shot at getting what we had last year with the addition of some non-selective coho opportunity in, in Marine Areas Eight. Um, and and, and cool. nine, which is which yeah. is wonderful for the Edmonds Coho Derby, the Everett Coho Derby, Salmon for Soldiers, and just anglers in general, right? I don't mean to you know be event specific, but you know so many young anglers just enjoy those those events, and and our and our vets, dude, you know sure. Salmon for Soldiers again is is actually going to be at Harbor Marine this year uh, at uh, at the Port Everett, so I'm going to check that out as well. All right, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break for Raymarine Picks of the Week. We've got a lot of seasonal ops we've got to talk about here, so stay tuned. We're going to do that next. You're on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Leave doubt. 
in your wake. High-performance marine electronics are sailing, fishing, cruising, and commercial mariners. Discover Raymarine products at raymarine.com. We're starting to starting to have more stuff to do here. We um, are. And, it, and, and if the weather would start to cooperate, <laughs> uh, we'd have even more. Uh, so the, the calendar says April. The thermometer says February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, you know, we got a bunch of our buddies down on the Columbia uh, chasing some springers around. Sounded like the troll bite was decent yesterday. I, I, I talked to... I talk to a lot of guys. Yes, um, you do. I've been bugging. I'm sure they're sick of me calling down there and, and no, bothering. Nobody's them. sick of Joey Pyburn. Come on. I, well, they probably are because they don't. A lot of them haven't had great reports. It'd be different if they're cooning them down there and and uh, and the fishing was really good. But I, I did talk to some guys who were limited out yesterday by like nine in the morning, and and those guys have figured out where there was a little pocket of fish, and they've been banging on them pretty good on the troll, trolling herring, cut plug herring, dyed green. Um, that's kind of been the ticket right now. Uh, guys are running plugs up above, and it's been pretty slow sitting on sitting on anchor. Um, we got our halibut opener coming up uh, the sixth this next Thursday. Can't believe it, dude! That came quick. It did, and and I'm pretty excited about that. Obviously, I'll I'll be down chasing springers. Um, I I all with the reports we've had, I almost wish I was going to be up here chasing halibut instead. But uh, we will get out there probably the the following week. Yep. Um, and, and get after some halibut. You know, the reports we were getting from the other side, the Canadian side, the guys who were just on the other side uh, fishing, you fishing mean salmon. Jeff Gussie, Gustafson's side? <laughs> on his side, yeah. Gustafson's uh, side Gus- of the border. Gussie's side. Uh, they were doing really well. I mean, they were picking up, you know, some nice halibut, incidentally, while fishing for salmon, which means we're probably going to see some pretty good fishing out there on the banks. I did check in with a bunch of the tribal longliners, which uh, was scratchy. Well, here's the thing. So the guys that I talked to, they're like, yeah, we didn't really fish any shallower than like 350. So okay. they're running their gear pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Um, they caught some fish, but it was not it was not red hot at all. The guys up in the islands who were fishing shallower, they there's some guys fishing north, you know, on the very north end of the island. Sure, they always seem to do Alden pretty well. The, the whatnot, lum, some of the lummy yeah. guys were up there. Um, but the guys in the straits fishing out there, I think they were fishing a little deep. They probably would have done better if they would have moved up onto up onto the banks a little bit. But that's fine. Um, they don't need to know that. That's where you guys need to focus. <laughs> you need sure. to. You guys need to focus on that. I'd be in that forty to eighty foot zone. That's where those fish are probably going to be right now, and that's where the guys were catching them, trolling salmon. They're in that yep. you know, and eighty trolling, to ninety foot trolling big herring in that scenario going slow can be really effective to locate the fish you know it's not that is not a bad way to catch out no i mean how many how many halibut have we caught farting around the banks during the winter time you know back in the blackmouth era a lot you know a bunch dude so you just you just got to be patient i mean halibut is is a don't don't tell the wife to get the oil hot for the deep fryer when you leave the house right you know i mean you, you've got to you got to put in your time and figure it out. And if there's one thing consistent about halibut fishing, it is that it's inconsistent every year with regard to what they're biting, the depths they're going to be at, and the places you're going to find them. Every single season is so different for these things. And then you you throw the tide, you throw the current exchange on, on top of that as well. And and you know you st- and I haven't even started looking at the tides for no, for the I, six. I haven't either. 
and and so you know that that rolls the dice as as well. And honestly, the, the current has as big an influence on 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 halibut distribution in the Straits of Juan de Fuca as anything else. I think for sure. You, you know, I mean they they want an easy time feeding just like we do when we sit down at the table, and they're not going to fight big currents and you can't present your gear effectively in the peak of those currents. And, and, you know, people always ask, well, you know, why is, you know, why, why is it so much better out at Nia Bay? Why is it so much better off the coast? All right. There, there are halibut out there and there's more halibut out there, right? Swiftsure. But people just underestimate the unfathomable, unfathomable, mm-hmm. <laughs> vast amount of water that goes in and out the Straits of Juan de Fuca you're, every day, dude. You're fishing a river. You're fishing a big, deep, fast yeah, river. And, and on the coast, we just don't, you don't have see those currents. That, that current flow. You, you're, you can be fishing on the coast in 600 feet of water, and you're straight up and down, yeah. and, and you're just not moving that yeah. much. That's why if you're, if you're going to be out there, I should have looked at the tides on the 6th, uh, but you're going to want to, you're going to be fishing probably an outgoing tide um, I think at some point I did look, and I think it was actually a pretty good tide. It's not a real big movement, but there's plenty of water movement. You want that water movement. You want to set up on that outgoing tide, get your scent line going. Those fish are going to they're gonna fall in line, but they're not going to move to your bait until that starts to kind of slow. You know, you and that's when we catch our fish. This is not a bad tide. I'm looking at Iceberg Point right now. So that's the south end of Lopez Island. And, and this is just, dude, I don't know where you're fishing. And and this is, this is just one thought. But at 7 a.m. on that morning, you called it. It's an outgo, but it's only 0.3 of a knot. And then you have slack. At 8 o'clock, it slacks and reverses. The peak of that flood then... Or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, that's a little bit of a, it starts ebbing. That's when it starts ebbing is, is at 8 o'clock. But the peak of that ebb is only 1.2 knots. That is not a bad halibut No, that's tide a great, that's great a really tide for the tide. opener. Yeah. So now if we just get the weather to cooperate, and, and that's what I'm seeing too, is that this is, this is a, a, an amazing late winter, early spring cold situation where, where they're putting two feet of snow in the mountains this weekend. But by Tuesday, Wednesday, we're actually going to see 60 degree temperatures here in Western Washington. So, so the weather's going to stabilize. So I don't. I think, man, it's looking pretty darn good for you know for that opener. Uh, then a month after the opener, don't forget you've got the third annual Fish Northwest Halibut Derby. Here's a chance to support Fish Northwest efforts to, re- re- to restore sustainable recreational fishing opportunity. More information hit fishnorthwest.org. So that's and an opportunity to win. Ten, Some, seven cash. grand, it's, seven thousand bucks for yeah, first place. Eleven thousand uh, dollars total. Total prize, first prize seven, second prize two grand, and uh, you get a grand for third place. And the other prizes too. I think there's a pellet grill they're giving away too. Fun, fun time in Friday Harbor. Two weigh-in stations: Friday Harbor and Skyline Marina in Acordes. Um Yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff there. And then um, you know, by we're, we're less than a month away. From open day of trout season, Lowland Lakes. If you look at the stocking reports on WDFW.wa.gov, there are trout going in just about anything that qualifies as anything bigger than a mud puddle. 15.2 million trout, 2.1 million of those are catchable size, another roughly 145,000 jumbos. Um, you know, so, so a lot of those, that 15.2 million, a lot of those are fry when they plant them. But by the time we get to the opener, those fish are all going to be about eight or nine inches. So, For sure. You know, when, when they're, and those jumbos, they're putting those things in, they're, they're a pound, pound and a half, two pounds, some of them. So by the time we get open, you could be catching some three, four pound trout. Just a nice, fun, relaxing day, morning on the lake, you know. 
You're not you're not scraping downrigger balls along structure. You know you're you know you're not halibut fishing 300 feet of water. It's just it's a spring morning mm-hmm. with the kids on the lake. I uh, we 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 had some fun fun times when the kids were little and 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 so you know doing Perigen Lake too east of the mountains. I mean all that stuff. And do not discount what's what goes on in Central Washington because I mean doggone it, Eastern Washington. Less clouds, more higher daytime temps. Sure, you know we're gonna we're gonna start seeing some real stuff happening uh, on the east side of the lake and, and east side of the state on the lakes, and, and, and it's gonna start happening. It'd soon. be nice to get a, some warmer days here because uh, I so my buddy Mike Morgan was up on uh, Lake Samish doing some smallmouth fishing the other day, and the lake was forty five degrees, very cold. I mean, it actually dropped. I was up there uh, the week before, and we were fishing. the The lake was more like forty. Eight, I think, 49, I think we got to. So it actually took a little dip and and went down a bit, but pretty tough on the bass front right here in western oh, Washington yeah, dude. right it's now. It's, it's been cold. cold. I mean, 39 when I left my house, dude. Mm-hmm. Two feet of snow in the Cascade. I mean, I, I'm telling you, blowing snow right now, you don't want to go over the north. You, you, well, excuse me, you can't go over the north. They, they started clearing the north Cascades Highway. That's why we're getting the system. Yeah, because they, they started, started to clear, and they're like, no, no. So do you realize they, they – to to do that to clear that road from from New Halem to Winthrop, they have spots that that highway is under ten feet of snow. Yeah, just insane. And, and have you ever driven it like right after they cleared no, it? No, I haven't. It's so cool because you I've just, seen I've seen pictures walls though, of snow on both sides. Of you. Yeah, you know. And it's funny because I, I read one of the press releases when they start start clearing it. People leave their snow machines, just leave them up there, right? Oh. I, I, you know, like at the gate. Okay, and and they'll leave them there overnight or whatever, and then because they ask specifically, hey, listen, guys, would you get your snow machines out of the way? We're going to open the gate and start clearing the highway. Really, I didn't. I, didn't I had no idea, dude. Well, hmm. you probably don't get a lot of untoward activity going on, you know. Sure, <laughs> you got to work to get you, up you there. Gotta work to get up there, dude. You got to put chains on your chains to get to get up there in places. But uh, and again, let's mention uh, we we got the youth opener today yeah. for Turkey. Yeah. So there's a bunch of kiddos out there, hopefully having a, a successful hunt this morning. Um, and then we'll have our our general hunt coming up here, the fifteenth. Yeah, and hopefully the weather cooperates for that we get a little bit of nice weather and get those birds talking i know right now it sounds like a lot of the birds are still grouped up over there on the east side uh if you waited um and you didn't get your multi-season permit and that ended yesterday today is the new licensing year sports fan so if you think you had a fishing and hunting license yeah you did but today is the new License year begins today i gave the department my 343 dollars yesterday <laughs> me too dude yeah, it was it was kind of kind of, kind of shocking. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. when when they ask what do you want, I go all of it, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. I they, <laughs> I want it all. Well, and then it, it cracked me up because you know typically you know I'm 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 not here in May and June to to halibut fish, but uh, the, you know I'm going to this year. And so, oh, yeah, I got to add a halibut punch card, right? Yeah. And I looked at the halibut. And so, you know, you put this in perspective. You get your salmon punch card, and there's there's 30 punches on it. And you look at your crab card, and there's places for 20 days on there. And you get your halibut re- catch right card, and beep. Yeah, it's like two little <laughs> like, lines. Dude, what are, you, what are you trying to say, gang? <laughs> 
that's a that's that's a tough little nut to crack right mm-hmm. there. So uh, yeah, def- definitely looking forward to getting getting in and getting on that. Stay tuned for jam packed hour two. Our friend Lauren Bivens, uh, Harbor Marine, is going to talk to us about the North Sound Marine Expo. NorthSoundMarineExpo.com is the is the website. Uh, Joey and I are doing seminars. There's it's not just it's not just for anglers, guys. It's not just for shrimpers. There's a whole lot going on. If you have any interest in getting out on any boat this summer, you need to be at Harbor Marine two weeks from today. Uh, the Northwest Outdoor Port, presented by Bob's Heating and Air, Air Conditioning. And then the Duckworth Weldcraft Wheelhouse, our dear friend Jason Books, are going to run down uh, our turkey opportunity, some Chelan Kokanee. Roy Robbins is really wearing a lot more. Stay tuned for a jam-packed hour two right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.